Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. Okay, awesome. All right, everybody. I am super honored to be here with Jamie Davidson, one of the OGs, the ballers, high stack, stacking man. This guy has made a killing uh, on Amazon and he has a couple of viewpoints that I honestly think it changed my own business. And I really, uh, I was lucky to get him to come on over here and uh, we'll be sharing some crazy things. So, uh, Jamie, thanks for coming. Yeah, Aaron, appreciate the uh, invite. Excited to be here. Sweet, sweet. So officially, um, you are the largest seller that's been on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, and if you want to, instead of coming from my mouth, if you could say just ballpark, like, uh, you know, your private label uh, business, which, you know, uh, you started with a, a couple of partners. Um, what What's the revenue like that, that you're seeing uh, this year? Yeah, so we are, uh, I'll give you a little background in the space. We're kind of leaders in the, really the cell phone accessory space. Started back in uh, really end of 2011 timeframe. Uh, so we primarily are in that space, cell phone cases, uh, a bunch of other related accessories. Uh, we've got a few other brands as well too, but our, that's that's the bulk of our business. Um, but we hit the $100 million mark, uh, I think two years ago. Um, so uh, you know, know there's different stages of the growth over the years where we got to 20 in the first couple of years. And then we got to... Uh, we got to about like 50 or 60. We kind of plateaued there for a few years, okay. plus or minus, which was all right. And then, and then, uh, and I'm sure we'll probably get into it a little bit, but about uh, three, four, about three years ago now, we really started building out our team more on the, mm. the China side. And we've got a couple hundred um, dedicated team members to our operation. So that helped us build a launch and kind of get to that, that next plateau, or I'll call it plateau, but the next spot that we're at now. And then we're, uh, you know, we're working on, uh, on growing, growing from here. That's amazing. So you said you have a couple hundred people in China? Yes. Yes. We're up to about 250 uh, employees in our offices over in uh, Shenzhen. Wow. China. So, uh, we had a smaller team there, uh, a while back, my partner, Jason, uh, the years start blending together, but in, uh, what is it? 2016, I think something like that moved over to China with his wife for, mm for about two years. They're back now, but moved over there. Um, so we have like a, uh, we have some general managers basically in place over there. They're all Chinese mm -hmm. and uh, oversee all of our departments. So a lot of, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. We have a warehouse here uh, along with my partner, Jason, but the, uh, and we have about 40 employees here. That's including the warehouse, mm -hmm. but uh, the bulk of the team, we've moved a lot of it over there. So uh, we used to have a bigger marketing team here. Now it's over there. Our logistics team's there. Our product development team is there. Um, we have a large marketing team. You know, I said that already, but um, mm -hmm. sure, you know, sure. kind of account management, everything we do. Some people use, uh, you know, a lot of people use people from the Philippines or virtual assistants. Um, we, you know, we don't do that, but we have our own dedicated team here. That in China, everybody's in-house. There's no remote or very small remote. Okay. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And of course, so when you have in-house, I, I definitely feel like there's much more of a bonding and, and uh, you know, sometimes it's not always possible, but uh, you had some China connections, which is fantastic. And when you bring people on, are they trained at all? 
And and by the way, guys, just you know, anything that that Jamie's saying, pretty much like, pay attention because you know you don't get to a hundred million just by accident. Like anything this guy's talking about is something to pay attention to. So anyway, for me, I'm I'm wondering like. When you hire people on, are you hiring people? You're poaching from Amazon companies. You're poaching from Amazon itself. Are you getting people who are already trained? Or are you just like, give me a smart person out of college or out yeah. of whatever, and I'll train them? Uh, yeah, Aaron, that's an interesting, interesting question. It's one of the advantages of of building the team in China. And again, there, this does exist, I know, in the Philippines, some other spots, but especially China is because there is such a community of people there that are experts at Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. There's millions of people uh, we talk about like if we need to hire a uh, a French, you know, like a, a native French speaking person to write Amazon listings, we can do that in less than a week in China. In China, speaking French? Yeah, yeah, uh, because there's there's a community of people that know, like literally. In other words, there is a community of people dedicated to um, managing listings globally mm. for all the different marketplaces, and so. Uh, whatever you need, you can pretty much go and find. And, you know, the, the, that's one of the big differences. So we talk about that here in the U.S. Like, again, we're here in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So if we're hiring um, people for marketing, which we do, we, we handle kind of our, our uh, social media marketing more on the U.S. side, mm-hmm. just, you know, with some of the, the culture language. Yep. Yeah. So the influencer marketing type thing. So we have a team here, but, but over the years when we've hired people, let's say it's been, uh, you know, managing your pay-per-click or, account listing, whatever it is, we would do kind of what you described. We would hire like a smart person with no experience because in Atlanta, there's not really any, there's very little experience. There's not a a team of all these Amazon guys like. Yeah, there's not big companies that all have that you can poach from. You know, Mm -hmm. our our guy that manages one of our first employees, which is, you know, now like nine years, 10 years ago, was uh, we found him at the UPS store when we were bringing back then when we were bringing everything to UPS and you know, he's still with us now, but you know, it's along those lines here on the U S side, on the China side, uh, not always the case. Sometimes it's someone from a different industry, um, you know, not Amazon related, but it's, it's a much more, um, you know, traditional, like you would in the U S for a lot of other, if, you know, in the healthcare space, if you're hiring someone in the healthcare, you're going to find someone you with some nurse. Experience, They're right? but in, uh, in China, you can find people with Amazon experience is the point. Um, but it, you know, here it's a lot more difficult for us in the U S um, you know, we, we definitely want to have people here in the U S but, you know, often we will hire someone, we'll train them up in the marketing, let's say the marketing side of things. Yeah. You know, we, we pay them a good chunk of money here. And, you know, after two years, maybe, you know, you probably lose them mm-hmm. and they go on to some other marketing. Gig, yeah, you know, they're so. trained over here in the U S right. That those kind of positions can go really high salary and, and maybe there's less loyalty or do, do you know why, or have you figured out a way to kind of, you know, have retention be higher, anything like that? Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't been, you know, it's interesting. The marketing side has been tougher for us. We've had better retention more on our, you know, other functions, our logistics, our, we, you know, we have, of course, like accounting, finance, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the warehouse stuff. We've had longer runs than that. I think the marketing I found to be a little trickier just because um, as people, as you know, in, in any of these, in these uh, whether it's Amazon or related digital marketing, as people gain these skills, they're, their value, they you know mm-hmm. their own perceived value in the marketplace goes up, and so we've definitely had people leave here to go uh, to go not to necessarily Amazon jobs, but other kind of digital marketing jobs yep. if they're trained on that. So um, you know it's a little trickier, just a different salary point, like I said, for what what it costs to pay someone in our uh, in our China team. 
Okay. And then in China. So again, I mean, you have a partner who right, who's uh, native Chinese or uh, Chinese, and that gives you an advantage to be able to build this team. But let's say for me, I want to go and have a China team. And there's all sorts of stories like, I mean, I know a guy who did this thing in China and whatever, and a patent and it's got stolen. There's so much like <laughs> craziness in China. Um, and of course, some of it is rumor and some of it probably is true and whatnot. But how would someone like me, I want to open a China office. Like, can I do yeah. it? And if so, what, what are those steps to do that? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's a good question. I think, um, like you said, overall, I mean, there, it definitely helps with, uh, with my partner, Jason, you know, helped to just being a native speaker. Um, it's interesting. It's part of the reason why more people probably do stuff in the Philippines when they're outsourcing teams because, uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of people say, well, a lot of people in China speak English and they do. Like, obviously you guys know if you're working with your manufacturer, mm-hmm. um, they're going to have representatives that, that are you know, fluent in English. Uh, but like our team in China is not, does not speak very much English. Like, you oh, have, really? Okay. Yeah. So as much as like a supplier where they're like, they could write some emails, they're probably doing Google translate and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're in the office with the 200 people, we probably have or 200 plus people, we probably have, you know, uh, well, I don't interact with everybody, so there could be some more, but let's say, you know, I'd say there's like 10 people that really speak English, you know, and so there's a lot that don't. Just because everything in China, it's not like, uh, they don't need to operate in English, you know, so in China, it's such a massive economy. So it's not, uh, there's segments of the business that do, like I said, manufacturers that need to work with you know, people like us. Yeah, but again, the manufact- all the manufacturing can be done in Chinese because everything's in China, right? Then, you know, in terms of forecasting inventory, freight, pretty, pretty much every freight forwarder, I think, has a China team. You know what I mean? So all the inventory, all the inbound stuff. Amazon, you can also translate to Chinese, can't you? So like... Yes, um, yes. Yep. So yeah, it's really, uh, you know, it's just not as... Uh, it, it's not that easy that way. But at the end of the day, what we did, even with... What we have in place, um, you know, we basically have general managers in place. We have one general manager, uh, his American name is Gary, who's in charge. So he oversees the whole operation. Again, his English isn't great, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, that's just more of me because Cha- my partner, again, they're always speaking in Mandarin, but, um, you know, he can oversee the team. So, you know, to the answer to the question, I, I know a few people that have done it, like uh, Brandon Young. I know Brandon and I talked a couple of years ago when he was first looking to build a team. So he, I think he started a team out there with like, I don't know, six people. He was showing me oh, wow. when he was first Starting doing it. with six is, that's a big start. So yeah, he had like an office with a small, you know, like a, a little office. And I think he's grown. I haven't talked to him lately, but I think, you know, he's grown it a little bit. So, um, but I think his wife is Chinese too, mm. if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do think it helps if there's, <laughs> excuse me, some connection or whether you have business partners or, or someone to do it to see whether it's the best case to do, because um, like I said, it's not the only way to do it. You could yep. do it. Um, you know, I've got, you know, my friend Dima, you know, he, he is, so you guys know Dima has built, uh, you know, he's got people in the Ukraine, right? Cause yep. he's Ukrainian and I've got, you know, I've, I've, I've had people in our program that are in Europe that, you know, again, have massive teams in the Philippines mm-hmm. to do it. So I do think you need some kind of, I'm not, sure off the top of my head of the, the, any legal, and I don't think, I don't know uh, the dynamic in terms of the partnership, whether you need someone to be um, like a citizen there or something, but uh, you know, as far as once you get it the team going, you may, you may need some legal stuff to open up a, a China office is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, as far as the team, once you, if you can break through that stuff, 
Um, the teams over there I, I tend to find are phenomenal. So they're, uh, when I say the teams are just the, the work ethic, the dedication, like the, the, how they handle things. It's, it's good. It's, you know, they're really, really reliable. And, uh, you know, so if it's something that makes sense for someone that's scaling, then, then yeah, you know, the, and I said the, the experience in the marketplace is amazing if you need to hire people. So, you know, those are all like real positives to be able to do it. But uh, obviously it's not going to make sense for everybody, but you know, if someone's there, it could be worth it. And and then what positions do you find that you really do want someone or a team, you know, in the U S right. For the like English speaking, right. You do have maybe 20% of your team or so uh, in uh, Georgia or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the biggest thing we found was as I started to say earlier, you know, the last, we just started getting into more of the, the influencer marketing, probably the last, I guess maybe three years. I think it's been about three years now. Um, you know, that was the one piece we found that we did not want to, that we really couldn't outsource to China. That was, you know, definitely you had to have more of a feel for it. We do have a process in place. So, you know, we, as much as we push stuff to China, when there is a, uh, let's say a listing creation, mm-hmm. um, you know, so the copy that goes everything. We do have a process that it flows through our team here in the U.S. You know, it's a small team, but so they can look at it because, you know, from a language perspective, there's always, uh, you know, unless you're truly a native speaker, there's just, you know, of course, lots of little things that are a little bit off. So, um, you know, we try to have a check and balance there. But, you know, so definitely that side of marketing, I'd say the, uh, um, you know, even logistics, you want to have to, we do because we have a warehouse mm-hmm. and we also sell on a lot of platforms besides just Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. And so we do need people on both sides managing the logistics for us. You know, so that's uh, that's a big deal for us. Um, just logistics, but also even, you know, sh- uh, shipments too, because we're we're shipping things directly. You know, we're not, yeah, we're not doing all FBA. So, um, so obviously you need some, again, you don't always need to have that capability yourself. You could have a, a uh, in-country, you know, warehouse or third party to provide that for you. But in our case, you know, we have that in-house. Okay, good. And then what, uh, you mentioned other platforms. What are your top uh, platforms right now? And then what percentage of your sales are Amazon? Yeah, so our Amazon sales are uh, probably about ninety percent okay. still of the total sales. Um, now we do a lot internet. You know, within Amazon, we were that's U.S. and international, right? Come U.S. Up. and international. Yeah, so we've grown a lot internationally. The probably the last uh, last again, four years or so. Um, you know, in, in Europe and some of these other marketplaces, Japan. Um, you know, we're pretty much we've put a lot of emphasis internationally within Amazon the last few years. Mm-hmm. But, um, so the other stuff we've, you know, again, not nearly as big as Amazon, but certainly Walmart, we do good. About, I think we're, we're on about like 30 other platforms. Wow. I know, uh, we have a, a team that manages that. It's a small team, but, um, we use uh, what channel with a channel advisor. Oh, you do uh, use channel advisor. Okay. Yeah. So like channel advisor. I haven't heard a lot of the great things about Channel Advisor. Like, I think when I got a quote from them, the price seemed so high. I was like, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, that's it. usually people concerned about like the, it's a little bit uh, pricey. I think, uh, again, for us, it's not our, it hasn't been a huge focus for us, but um, it, uh, it, you know, it seems, it's, it does good for us. We probably had more growth in our, in, uh, we, we probably put more in the bottom line focusing on our Amazon channels in international countries. But I think, you know, Walmart's grown a good amount for us. 
I know, you know, Wish, I think it's pretty good. Wow. Okay. Uh, if I'm, in, I'm not at the office right here, but sure, when I'm sure, sure. At the office, on the board, there's like, we have, there's always new ones coming up that I'm asking the team, like, what is that? Um, there's some international ones. Like Topi or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. There, we used to, uh, um, Cubit, what is it? Uh, I forget the name. Some of them I have to see up on the board, but, uh, yeah, but, but that's also just because, yeah, just because it makes sense for us because the number of SKUs we have and the, sellers that you know we can put people dedicated to that and uh you know it's not bad let's say it's 10 mil 10 to 15 mil or whatever hey yeah yeah exactly yeah it's yeah exactly you know i would say right now in terms of what i'm seeing is probably you know walmart's you know they're trying to get their act together and so i you know as far as people out there i think that's a little bit more worth it than it was you know even a year or two ago to uh to put some time i know uh you know, again, wish is something I don't have, I don't consider myself an expert in that, but it seems like there's been a little bit of traction with that okay. platform for, uh, for some people and as well. Do you, do you ship from China for wish or, uh, we have stuff we have, you know, we ship stuff from our, uh, warehouse here. Here. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Good. Well, uh, fine. That's 10%. The big deal yeah. is, uh, the meat and potatoes, the Amazon deal. Yes. And there's, uh, I do want to get into a little bit of the international and like that, but there's one thing which you said, I don't even remember where, but I remember mm -hmm. coming out of your mouth and I was like, damn, this is, I need to think more like this. That probably that was maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago. And you mentioned, um, look, our company, like we're not quote unquote Amazon sellers, right? It's not like, hey, we're professional Amazon sellers. The, the company is primarily, and, and the, the hat that you see yourself in most is we're product development, right? Product development is the key because that, that's what your company does. And I, you know, was like, well, I need to take that approach. Um, and then tell me a little bit about that. Like, why do you believe that? And, and, and how does that manifest itself in your day to day? Yeah, so it's good. And, and uh, you know, I, I think, and again, maybe we'll, we'll be interested. I'm sure you have some perspective on it with your own. I know you've had a lot of success with your own business, how you think about it. But the reason why we, we did it, so we first started off selling, um, like iPad cases early on in the process. So iPad cases, like, hey, they're, they're light and they're, uh, you can sell them for a lot of money. So it's like, you think about like even the original ways and I, mean, I don't hear it as much today, but you know, how do you get into Amazon or why it's a good opportunity? And you'd hear stuff like that. Oh, you know, you sell something that's light, you sell it for a lot of money or, you know, mm -hmm. this, this. so those type of things. You just pick something that's there, you throw it on and whew, you're going to get rich. Exactly, exactly. Which is kind of the opposite of what we're talking about here. You know, that's like, hey, we're, you know, it's almost like arbitrage. We're just finding opportunities to make money mm. um, to sell stuff. And, and which is okay. And you can do that a little bit. Um, and there's opportunities and there's always hot products to do that with. Uh, but the problem with that, I think, is that it's, uh, it's not that sustainable compared to the competition uh, and if your mindset is around that, it's just going to be hard to really grow, you know, to big levels. And be, mm -hmm. the reason because, you know, if you really think about what this does, you know, what we're all doing is even though it's like, hey, we're selling on Amazon and it's like we're running these businesses from computers and it's you don't always see the product. At the end of the day, it's a marketplace where where there's value being provided um, via the quality, via the price, via the efficiency of getting it, you know, the customer service. And, you know, that's what you're competing with and just like any other business. And so if, uh, if you, you know, you need that mindset, at least from our perspective to, you know, for us, we needed that perspective in order to push ourselves forward, to be able to be sustainable and be mm -hmm. around. 
Um, yeah, yes, we had a, some good time early on where we grew fast to that first period. Um, like but, 20, you know, 2011, 2012, at that point, like their market's almost empty, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah it's totally Wild West. Um, even for the first couple of years, I mean, you think of things like Black Hat and all the techniques and, and uh, you know, the, the ways you rank product, all that stuff was like completely, you know, like uh, just once, once any ourselves, competitors, anyone's figured out how this stuff works, then we were all um, doing that. And Amazon, it took them a couple of years to catch up. And so that's just how the market was. But like, that's, which is good. Then Amazon comes along and they kind of slap you on the wrist a bunch of times. And, you know, the, as we grew bigger, you know, those, if we're shut down for a month, that's a, that's a lot of money. Um, the more Did, that happen realized, to you? Did you get shut down for a month? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been shut down for a month, uh, multiple times. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. What, what years? Like, was that a while ago or has that happened recently? We've been shut down in, uh, I'm trying to think, 2000, probably like 2014 for like from Thanksgiving to Christmas, they shut us down. Oh, <laughs> we, uh, we got shut down. We got shut down a couple years ago for a month. Now, our two big brands, we have two different brands. So, we'll get like one brand shut down and the other one would still be going on. Uh, but a couple years ago, we got shut down for something, you know, like pretty minor in terms of reviews. Um so we've had to be more, you know, risk averse and more cautious around that, but still, um, you know, but, you know, so, well, the, the point is the more, you know, the less of it became, you know, like, uh, even though people still love to talk about that, you know, what's the hack, you know, what's this mm -hmm. hack? What's that hack? How do you do the uh, many chat? How do you give away as many units? How do you, yeah, which is fine. You want to know those Amazon, tactics, whatever. but in terms of your strategy of your company and everything else, like you got to have in place that you're going to build, uh, some level of really quality product that mm -hmm. is going to make sense. And so for us, like if we were over in our offices, I once, when I was over there, did a little tour of the offices over there, but like our product, we have a product design team of, mm -hmm. of, you know, over 30 people, which would be the wow. equivalent of, and these are, these guys are, um, would be the equivalent in the U S of hiring people from, you know, the best um, engineering schools in the U S. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm in Atlanta here. So like Georgia tech or, you know, Caltech or MIT. So, because <laughs> up there on their monitors, they have these big design screens and 3D versions and they've got, you'll see all these cell phone cases and they're, they're trying different styles and they're looking at competition and they're, they're coming up with new innovative things they think are really cool. Mm -hmm. I think the market's going to respond to. Um, now, so 30, so that's 30 people and they're all like designers or do you also have like, okay, your sourcing team is part of that, like finding suppliers and doing things like that or you're purely... 30 is a hundred percent design R and D they do nothing else. Yeah. Just design. Yep. Design art, uh, design R and D. So it's, it's, uh, you know, again, we have a few other brands too, so that can, that can go into some other categories as well too. But, um, you know, you think about, again, just talking about cell phone accessories, there's a lot you can uh, look at, but, um, and this is only product designer, correct? This is not like your listing designer, yeah, no, just product design. We have we have a whole other team of like you know fifty people that are managing listings and accounts, and and then we have the PP. There is some overlap between like that's like the the account management and PPC yep. team. Those guys, the kind of the Amazon side, but the product side is is very different. Then we have a you know a large uh, logistics team in China. You know about twenty people that are wow. managing where everything's going, and you know so that's coordinating okay, with so, our. So you got ten percent of your people, right? Because you're at about three hundred. 10% is purely design and you're getting patents, I'm assuming. Chinese patents, US patents, 
et cetera? Yeah, in some cases. In some cases where it makes sense, yeah. In other cases, it's, it's, it's a just, copyright it's just, deal for it. So yeah. Like this, you know. yeah, it's just a, it's like clothing almost. You just go with it and then it, you're going to run with it. For, you know, in our product too, I mean, in our category, you know, obviously the phone design is, uh, you know, there's always it new phones coming out. Time. New year, yeah. So there's kind of a, a tail to the product, but uh, which is good because there's constantly new, new things. But, um, but you know, just back to that fundamental question again. I would say it doesn't matter whether it's cell phone, whatever your product. I don't care if you're selling a, a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important to, you know, it might be that hey, um, you know, we want some really cool, bright colors and cool things that, you know, in some ways, you know, I think you have to have that mindset a little bit because. Like I said earlier, otherwise, if it's kind of goes back to the Me Too product or that stuff, it's just you know you're going to get slaughtered yep. trying to sell stuff without that mindset. Um, so yeah, like most it, people, you know, can be the value. It. It, it goes back to the value. Like, what are you doing? What is your job? What are you bringing to the market? If you're just trying to like take a slice of a piece of a pie that's there, okay, there's a bajillion other people, but who's actually going to hire a team of thirty product designers? and also knows how to bring them to the market and sell them, right? So that's where you're a unique thing and you've been rewarded obviously by the market, by customers, et cetera. And I mean, it's, it's actually very impressive. Yeah, and in, in our space, which is you know, one of the most competitive out there, it's also, it's, uh, it's, requ- it's almost, re- it's required to survive because <laughs> uh, we have some really good competitors in the space and they're sophisticated and smart and, and they do really good things. But, uh, you know, I know you know, our friend, uh, some of you guys, you know, David and Leah Cups. Mm-hmm friends of mine and, and you know they're just a husband wife op- team but i've heard uh you know i think they they sold their first business amazon business a few years ago with the uh, a, a little baby business and in their case it was uh it was like i remember leah talking about like the the baby sheets or whatever seeing like they wanted like some cool like designs they wanted to buy but they saw there was, wasn't really much in the marketplace everything was pretty plain and so they came up with some um, I think it was called Ziggy Baby. They had some funny little designs mm-hmm. and it really took hold because it was just something a little bit different. So it's not like it's genius. In that case, they didn't have a bunch of designers, but they put some thought and some creative, you know, creative thought to it. And I think, you know, I think 90% of people are capable of that if they actually understand. And if, if you don't, you know, have that mindset, I just think, uh, I mean, you might get lucky, but I just think it's, you know, I think it's like you said, it's just hard to, uh, to really do a good job in this space if that's not part of your mindset. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. Love that. Uh, how about, how about you, Aaron? You, you got, yeah, go ahead. Your guys' products, uh, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, I mean, your own business similar. Do you guys put put some yeah, thoughts so to we, that? You know, I, we just got on a real, uh, like a very strong design, product design person. We do actually, uh, we have like a patent we license. We've filed for a, a couple of patents. Uh, we do do work a lot on the design part, right? To make the product stand out and to do something that no one else is doing. So we do have that team and our, I know our sourcing team is about 20% of our, of our staff. Um, and it's basically finding an, new products. Because a lot of times what's interesting is that there, there's factories out there that are innovating, right? And maybe just never hit the market yet. So, I mean, whether you have a team of, you know, the 30 designers that just product design or you fit as a consumer, you know what you want. Hey, you want a blanket with those things on it. You're making something stand out. Or even the factory might even have a product that will stand out, but nobody's actually been able to sell it. So you can actually find innovative products as well um, and work it that way. So we, we, we do a lot on, um, on standing out. And we also have a lot of kind of me too, but you take the me too products and you make something valuable for it, right? And that kind of 
that's huge, right? So if you're the first per- cell phone case that has a baby Yoda, like if you can license baby Yoda, put mm-hmm. on your cell phone case, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna yeah. Sell, you know? Yep. Yep. So and that's creating value. So yeah, the same thing. And, and again, you know, for the longest time, um, you know, we didn't have the design team, so to speak, but even like my partner, Jason, you know, we would get the, the, or the iPad case and it'd be like, ah, I don't like the way this fits. You'll just make this little tweak here or, or we sell some, uh, let's say pull-up bars, you know, in the mm-hmm. fitness space. And it'd be like, and this is, you know, even the last couple of years, like, ah, let's add some more, like, you know, we want this to be a little more stable here, mm-hmm. you know? So there's just, uh, like I said, there's this little design tweaks that you can upgrade that, you know, you know, your next order with your manufacturer is like, Hey, let's, I want this, you know, a little bit different here. So, yeah, whatever you do, but don't make it the exact same thing. You know what I mean? That's so I agree with that. And and, and the truth is, um, you know, we're just on a marketplace, right? So if you were, if you go back, you know, 10 years, 20 years to Walmart, right? And like, you can say, oh, I know how to sell at Walmart. I know the buyer. Well, look, <laughs> dude, even if you know the buyer, even if you can get in on the shelf, that doesn't mean your job is done because if you actually create a product that people really want, I don't know, beanie babies, right? People made, mm-hmm. this guy made the beanie baby and the thing went crazier. Whatever, whatever thing that you actually do, if you don't, if you don't do some sort of innovation, then you're, you're, you're nowhere. You're just, Hey, a guy on the, a guy who knows how to scream on the street. All you can yep. do is get a little bit of attention, but you're, that's it. You know? Um, so that product development thing, I think if people, more people take that approach, they'll see that, not only will they make more money, right? But it's actually fun to make products. Like, like, damn, I made this thing. I made this one thing no one else has and I brought it to the market. And it's like the, the Nike, I don't know if you read Shoe Dog, right? From the, uh, the mm-hmm. guy that made Nike, but yeah, he's inventing shoes, yeah. doing shoe design, do all this stuff. It's like, no, dude, it's, this is not a new idea. This is from before Amazon, from before ranking. Like your job is to make something that people are going to love. So um, anyway, I, I think the first time I heard that was from you. And so- uh, we're cool. taking it to heart and you know, that's, good. yeah, it's good. It's good. I th- and I think it's proven out. I mean, you describe it well, cause it is a marketplace and the more, especially as Amazon goes further and further, there's, again, there's plenty of tactics and hacks and everything else that you want to tweak and implement and execute. But, but you know, if, if you get that, that product side, right, right. Everything else becomes so much easier. I mean, I, I meet so many people, um, you know, whether it's people that were, were helping, um, through our, through our coaching program. Hey, or, you can, you can talk about that by the way, right? The AMZ. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, but it's just, you know, it's interesting talking to people, you know, the space or, you know, you and I haven't talked at length, but it's, you know, it's funny because the businesses are all different, right? So it's like, um, yeah, I said AMZ Insiders is our coaching business, but we'll have someone come aboard and it's like, I had a guy call me last week and uh, he's doing, I don't know, a couple million a month, you know? So it's like, he's doing a couple million a month. They've been doing it just for a couple of years and, it's something like in the, uh, for the, uh, like hair care in the Af- African-American community and some accessories, you know, something that I know nothing about, yeah, yeah. but, um, but, you know, they found the right niche, uh, I want to call, yeah, niche in the right relationship with the suppliers. And then he wants help, you know, about like, he really doesn't even know how to rank his product or launch his product very well, but he's doing like really well. <laughs> like a couple right. million a month. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like, I mean, I think, I don't know Amazon, but we're selling yeah. 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 So there's a couple of people. I mean, there, there's a lot that there because the power, you know, the, how powerful Amazon is, but there's, there's people that are in all different type of industries that you're like, I'm not in that in- industry. I have no interest in being in that industry, uh, but we can help them 
you know, there's, it, but the same concepts apply the fundamentals. And so, you know, I guess those are kind of the extremes where they're like coming at it purely from the product side and the opportunity side. And then they're just trying to figure out how to, you know, how to work, you know, how to leverage Amazon efficiently and whether they should do FBA or FBM or, wow. or whatever. But it's, uh, you know, it's just crazy to all the different things out there that you meet people with that are, um, you know, which just kind of speaks to the opportunity still yes. of, of the, the platform, but it, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It's gotta be something of, you know, it's, that's makes sense. And there's some value being provided to the marketplace. That's amazing. And do you, do you know the story of that brand? Like, did they get a following at like farmer's markets or like some stores or how, how did it just, yeah, like, I, I think that and, one is a little different. I don't think it's not a true, um, call it like a true private label. I think there's a distributor of the products mm. and these are coming because, you know, we're such pure private label guys for the most part, you know, our own stuff. So there are some other models out there that are, uh, are interesting to me that aren't my expertise, but, mm-hmm. but like, so I think in their case, yeah, I think he's got a relationship with a distributor, like maybe a company that's a big distributor. Mm. He's come in and proved that he can move the product really well on e-commerce, mostly on Amazon. Um, they figured out how to tweak the model a little bit where, um, in their case, instead of purely FBA, they could set up some FBM um, and, uh, you know, so, so fill by merchant and get uh, get their margins like uh, a good good amount higher, the bottom line. So it's a, uh, so there's some opportunities out there, I think with some products and some things that are good that just aren't on Amazon yep. um, and some people that can help do it. So I think that's what his case was, um, you know, and I've met some other people, again, just sometimes in the, uh, like I said, in the beauty space, we don't do anything in that space mm-hmm. where maybe not quite that big, but you know, like maybe a 5 million, between five and 10 million, they've gotten pretty, pretty quickly. Um, again, without a ton of understanding exactly, you know, all of the things they should be doing to optimize and how to do things. So yeah, there's, there's a lot out there. Okay, good deal. And then, so is there, what other like um, foundationals, right? Like the, 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 foundation to this business, right? Obviously product is a big one, which you talked about. What do you think are the other foundational pieces that you really need to understand, uh, you know, to be able to grow and maybe not just grow to a million dollars a year, but like, you know, get to where you're at. What are the, the, the pillars, so to speak? Yeah. So it's interesting. If I would just even take a step back from, you know, within the business, you say like, you know, the, the, the product, you know, you could go through all the fundamentals, right? You know, you, Hey, you need good product. Um, you need to have your, you know, figure out right the right balance of everything related to marketing with it, whether it's, you know, within Amazon, within PPC, whether it's, you know, your techniques of whether you're using Facebook ads or YouTube or, you know, off of Amazon marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so there's plenty of the kind of tactics, you know, I'd say the step behind that, which I would say, if I were to take a look at the people that I know in the Amazon world that have been successful versus those that are not and kind of look at, you know, what I, what I think some of their common traits are, um, you know, and, and it goes really to other businesses, but it, it really shows itself with Amazon is, you know, on the execution side, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I'll call it entrepreneurship in general. So, you know, there's so many people that can understand the tactics, can understand the concept about products, um, but they can't put it together and execute it. Mm. And that's not as a sexy as a topic to talk about, but at the end of the day, like the habits you have that you come with day in, day out, how you run your business to me is like the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my partner, Jason, and the Chinese side's like, you know, it's funny. We first started, he's like, hey, we can, we're going to do this. We can do this the American way or the Chinese way. We're going to do this the Chinese way. He's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, which some cases means like, you know, some of the black hat stuff. And, 
but also means like, it, you know, it's going to be relentless and it's just going to be like, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get stuff done at a, like a really fast pace. Um, but, you know, if I take David and Leah or Dima or like the people that I know in the space yep. that I, um, I think I respect and see that do well, like you'll see in their lives, they have like a lot of discipline in their, their day-to-day habits, um, how they go more so than people realize. Like when you meet mm-hmm. like, Oh, this guy's a really cool guy. He's nice. He's fun. But if you really learn about them, you'll see like, Oh, these guys are like, you know, Dima's the five thirty AM, you know, workout guy. And David is like, they're really intense, um, and how they operate more so than you realize when you're talking to them. So I think that fools a lot of people if they're at a conference or they talk to people like, Oh, these guys are nice guys. They're, they're probably just like me. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but, um, you've got to be, you know, the ability to get stuff done to me is the number one. Uh, that's, that's not, it's easier said than done because yep. a lot of that's like mindset and, and stuff that people, you know, struggle with and it's hard to really put your foot down. But, um, you know, if you have that in place, like the guys that are coming to us that are already doing 5 million or 10 million a year in sales, I'm like, okay, I kind of know that they're probably already, you know, they got their act together, right. Around mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, yourself, right. You've gotten to, a, you've gotten to certain points by definition, it pretty much means, you know, you, you did some really, of the harder work, right. You, 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 you put, you had some habits, you know, you didn't just like launch a product and then go to the beach, you know, for yeah, you're talking, you're not going to luck your way into that unless you're like, you know, I don't know, unless you're, you know, a super criminal or something, but even that, you know, yeah, those guys. So, you know, I think, I do think that's the biggest thing, but because if, if I laid out the, uh, you know, every tactic and, you know, hack that we do or that we think's out there that, you know, you could share them as well too. Um, and I, I gave that to somebody who's not good at execution. And then we gave very little, you know, we just gave the bare no, fundamentals. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the person that can get that right. So, you know, I would, I would challenge, and that's a challenge, but I would encourage people to think about that aspect for themselves that understand like the guys that are really doing well in the business it's, it's, uh, I think that's the number one differentiator. Um, obviously there's other factors. There's some luck involved or some, you know, picking the right things and how to now, you know, how savvy are you with business, uh, to be able to navigate these things. But, um, you know, if not put this way, if, if you're not up to that, you're better off like having a, you know, having a traditional job mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, the habit, they, in a traditional job, the habits are there put there for you, right? You yeah. got to show up at nine if you, something's not there, your boss is going to come talk to you. You know, you're, you're doing something else. The coworker going to be like, Hey, you know, where's this thing I need? I need this design. You're, you're going to get a bad, re- 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 they'll give you a bad, yeah, performance, a bad performance report, something. <laughs> so you, you have someone else trying to put those habits in for you. Right. So like you're saying, it's a really interesting point. If you can't establish your own habits and say like, look, I'm going to be at the office anyway. Right. And when I failed before, like before I had success, I tried to, when I first, first started trying to sell, you know, make business online, I had no, no good habits. I was <laughs> on my computer, you know, playing video games, no joke, more than half the day of my working day. And like, okay, I'm like, crap, I got to go get a job. Then I got a job. And then at the job, I'm there like working consistently to do a good job. Cause uh, for whatever reason, I, I felt bad about maybe slacking off on the job, but I was okay slacking off working for myself. So it's interesting that when you get those habits put in for you and like, yeah, get a job, do fantastic at your job. Cause if you could do a great job for someone else and you put those habits in, well, when you go do it for yourself, then you'll have it, you know? So uh, it's an interesting point. You know, if you don't have the habits, don't, you know, 
don't go work from home as a be an entrepreneur and try to do all this stuff, right? Because you're probably going to fail. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not something uh, like on a, you're going to go watch a webinar to, to hear that or learn that because it, it sounds almost too, too fundamental. But mm-hmm. it's just what I've just seen it. And it's not just with Amazon. It's, I'd say, as you described, it's really anything entrepreneurial related. Um, and it's, uh, you know, that's, that's just, it's, it's tricky. It's not really, everyone's not cut out for that. But, um, but I like what you said too. You can learn, like it sounds like, you know, you did some stuff on your, yourself because sometimes yeah you're you're willing to take you know like i said watching uh whether it's video games or just you know reading the news or whatever the case mm-hmm. you can kill half the day mm-hmm. because there is not you know you don't have that there's no pressure of- right you have a you're by yourself like <laughs> you know what the hell okay yeah so, yeah so in terms of those habits right what are what do you do that you see that other people maybe don't do what kind of habits um were the foundation for the company that you've you know built and clearly have had amazing success yeah yeah so yeah and it, it differs a little bit you know when we built the the in-person stuff we were like let's even though we could do this stuff remote we like to try to bring people together together um and this is so I've learned I, I do feel like you know even my little this is my little home office I'll bring over one of our guys to work on stuff when we're in person together sitting in the room like in two hours we get you know a lot of shit done right, mm-hmm. in two hours um, and you know probably as much as we get done apart sometimes over you know six hours so yeah 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 you know, so if we have opportunities to bring people together that's great I know you know it's not always the case it's hard to remote just so we do believe you know try to get people together. Um, you know, personally, I try to, uh, I'm pretty good about, uh, writing lists like every night in terms of the next day, mm-hmm. going through those things during the day. I try not to figure out what I want to get done during the day because, you know, during the, it's like a separate person. I try to, you know, be my own boss, mm-hmm. direct myself. This is what you're going to do today. And then, you know, during the day, it's about execution and trying to get things off the uh, oh, interesting. Off the, so, so yeah, because you're, you're, when you're in the zone, you're like, I'm doing this task. You're not going to think about those stuff. So the night before, uh, you plan out tomorrow, I'm going to get these things on boom, 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 boom. And then you, the next day you don't plan out, you just follow that list. Yeah. I try to look at it. That's why I was a army officer way back in the day and back in, in college at, uh, uh, army at West point, they would have mm-hmm. us, uh, yeah, they, they were pretty good about it. We just had to write out your goals and put it up on your your academic goals, your military fitness. We just had to put uh-huh. our goals, and then we had to write out our little plan. And so we always had the three by five cards. So I still use those. Yeah, I use my phone a lot with the notes section, but just physically writing things out. There is something I know. There's something mentally that helps out there. So I still like to put like pen to paper on our on our tasks. Um, you know, we use things like Asana and, and mm-hmm. different things for as the planning. Obviously, with your remote team and people and different things, like, you know, if you have a virtual assistant over in the Philippines, whatever, or, or team in China would we'll use WeChat and tools. But in terms of planning, um, you know, I definitely try to, you know, you do it longer than that, too. Obviously, you can do your monthly planning. But, you know, every night, I definitely have an idea for the next day. Um, you know, we got to knock these things out. You know, today I'm doing a, a podcast this time, but I've got to, you know, if I'm going to go to the warehouse, I'm going to go beforehand. Um, you know, okay, good. And, and, and could you say like, okay, you write down your goals. This is my financial goals. This is, uh, you know, maybe the goals in the family goals, you know, things like that. What is, what are your financial goals or your business goals right now? 
Yeah. So we have a couple different ones. One is on the, uh, you know, we have the Amazon business, of course, and then we have our, our AMZ Insiders coaching business. The mm-hmm. AMZ Insiders coaching business is, is there's some similarities, but it's also, I mean, you, I know you have your software business as well too. There's some similarities, but the, it's also, you know, it's very digital marketing driven. A lot of differences too. I yeah. A lot of differences, different right? Volume. So it's uh, different skill sets to learn. There's different pain points. Um, because, you know, like with Amazon, I would say with Amazon, there's all the traffic and the customers when you're doing your, you know, if you're marketing your software or marketing, you know, your coaching business, whatever, or your um, your group, it's like you're in charge of that, right? Of, of driving all that traffic and cultivating that. So, it's uh, it's different. So, so we have different business, you know, objectives like on our coaching business, you know, hey, we're going to, um, you know, hey, we're going to grow, you know, we're growing 30%. Plus, you know, typically is what we're trying to grow at. Our uh, yearly, monthly. Yeah, we're trying like monthly we? right now, like month over month. We're trying to grow about thirty percent over wow. versus not. I mean, versus the you know the the same month prior year, not okay, the whole okay. business. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say thirty each month. Damn, you yeah, guys yeah, no, no, are no. it. Apples to apples, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not we're not that good. Like your your Amazon business is growing. Um, our our big Amazon business um, again, it's it differs a little bit because we almost break it down into different. Uh, segments, because in some cases, frankly, if we could, uh, you know, in the U.S. and certain market, if we're if we're even maintain our number, we're like uh, we're that's fine. Like we don't want to we don't want to uh, be cannibal cannibalize ourselves, or you know, we don't want to lose market share. And then we have other segments of the business we're trying to grow like really mm-hmm. fast, like our international business, um, and get all together. So overall, you know, if we grow in a year, you know, twenty percent or more for us, um, you know, that's definitely we're, you know, nowadays we're definitely pretty satisfied with that. That's that's huge. I mean, again, you add 20 mil, 25 mil, whatever that number is in a year, that's more than like probably 99.5% of every business on Amazon that yeah. you're adding to your business. So, I mean, 20% is is fantastic, you know. That's, that's good. But some years, I mean, we've had some years where, again, it was flat or smart. I mean, the last couple of years have been good. Um, and then sometimes during the course of the year, it's like, you know, this year we were like really did really well for the first half of the year, you know, 40% growth. We had some hiccups wow. in the, the last half. So it's not always. Um, and what hiccups? I, I know you mentioned earlier too, when we were talking right before, what kind of hiccups? A legal battle, a patent? A- yeah, yeah. We've had legal battle. We've had a, uh, we've had uh, just logistics. You know, there was challenges with the uh, inventory limits at Amazon. So that. Oh God. I, yeah, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that restrained our sales a lot, you know, in, in fourth quarter. I think that will get a little bit better here in 2021. Um, just because, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. They're selling, you know, awesome on the on the sales side in terms of demand for the product, but we were constrained in terms of our, uh, you know, how many, how, how many units we could keep at Amazon and how to balance that. And has that been affecting you mostly for like new SKUs? Do you have a, how many, how much of your like, New SKUs are responsible for sales that year, or is most of that growth just your existing SKUs? And then that, yeah, no, I mean, a lot of it's uh, the new stuff's big for us just because we have, um, because the new iPhone product, right? Mm. So, you know, like iPhone 12 or mm. the new Galaxy, you know, so, um, so obviously we sell a lot of stuff of, you know, the legacy for the X periods of years, uh, iPhone 11, 10, and so forth. But, um, so that matters, but it's not, it wasn't just all new SKUs too. We had some issues with, existing SKUs and things where, you know, it's like they put a limit of 250 units on a, on a SKU and you're like, come on, that's and, like, and, and um, 
for that, is it because something was out of stock for a while and then you were bringing it back in? Because that's what we experienced, right? If something like we sold so much, it went out of stock. Now, when you're putting it back in, then you have that 200 limiter. Yeah, it was that. And sometimes Amazon, sometimes there's just errors with Amazon where it's just like mm. you have, um, you know, it shouldn't be the case, but they, they did. Amazon, I know for a lot of people in terms of their, uh, you know, their the inventory performance index yep. too. So, you know, they had it, what it was had to be over what, five 500, yeah, just for 500. I think they're 50, just like now they're lowering it for for uh, 21. So I, I think a lot of that is just Amazon, you know, dealing with the pandemic and issues. And so, uh, you know, I know ourselves and other top sellers, I know, you know, struggled like, hey, we could have sold more. But, you know, so it happens every year. That's nothing new. There's always some issue, um, you know, so, but yeah, we've had, you know. When what you're was the big biggest, the biggest challenge in the second quarter? Was there, like, again, I don't know if you want to get into a lawsuit or not, but was, was it a lawsuit? Was it just shut down the suspensions of ASINs? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, um, we had a we had a suspension for something we had that was uh, stupid. So we you know, so we'll call that in the category. We don't go too far into it, but yeah. Yeah, we had a brand shut down for for a bit. But uh, we, so we got it back up um, as usual. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, and, and that's what I tell people too. I'm like, look, suspensions—they're all temporary, right? I know of one maybe one person and it didn't even actually turn out that way that are permanently banned like yeah. it, you'll get over it you know what i mean i again maybe you know you know more people than me i think in the space like how, do you know anybody that like permanently banned you're screwed forever or is it just these you know you're banned for a month which not really not i think the only cases i know and they weren't like people are driving, is more where people are really have bad intentions when they get into amazon like they're trying to open the you know the the 200 accounts to manipulate things and use mm -hmm. it to rank so um, you know, those type of people, there's like a bad actor, but if you're not a bad, you know, if your intentions aren't to be a bad actor, then, uh, yeah, it's like, temporary. Right? You've had some yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, we met with Amazon, uh, we used to we'd go to the CES conference every year in January. So I think it was two years ago we were there and, and Amazon, I think, uh, they used to, they'd send a lot of their, uh, account managers and VPs. They come meet with different, uh, you know, their big accounts and different, uh, so we usually go to Seattle and go to meet there at their office sometimes once or twice a year. But then, so they come to CS, we're out at dinner with them. And, and, uh, one of the VPs, you know, my partner, Jason says to him, he says, you know, if we followed all of your rules at Amazon, we would, we would have no business. <laughs> and, uh, and the Amazon guys go, yeah, we know. So, <laughs> no, so. so that's just the reality of business. Like they all understand. And, and like, as long as, the reality as, long is, as you're serving the customer, I think that's the bottom line. Are you serving the customer? Right. Because, yeah. you know, if you're doing some giveaway or this or whatever, like a lot of times that doesn't serve the customer. Right. And it mm -hmm. does have a negative impact. And so Amazon, they're OK to shut down, the, shut down that person. But in some cases, you know, just recently, I know there was a trick where like if you have all caps in your title. People didn't take you down. That was like new this year because one style guide, Amazon says you can't have all caps. And like, OK, that's just dumb. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Some stupid you know, honestly, the, the Amazon stuff, it's, this is where it's similar to. Uh, even like you said, you know, running your, again, I don't run a software business, but let's say software coaching or consulting business where you're dealing with other platforms like Facebook and, um, you know, obviously they own Instagram and there's Google, but like you can write, you know, people get their ads account shut down on Facebook. They get their pages locked mm -hmm. up. They get this. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that are like really annoying, um, but you can work through them and find solutions around. You get your Facebook ads account, you know, worst case, you can have someone else run, you know, run the ads Yep. You know, through their quote unquote agency. Um, but they're just, it kind of goes back to the point about execution. Like 
you know, you have to be able to solve problems and get past things. If you're someone that can't, you know, you hit a roadblock and you're like, oh, we're screwed. My mm -hmm. life's over. <laughs> then yeah, then, you know, you're not going to be um, successful for us. It's like, we've dealt with so many issues over the years. We'll have stuff for, um, you know, we'll, we'll sell a screen protector and, and someone will wait to, for a cell phone and someone will wait, you know, five years after they've known we sold, you know, millions of dollars of the screen protector. And then they'll say, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, we have a patent on that, that little design. And so you guys owe us, you know, um, Oh you know, snap. Is that what happened this year? Uh, that was not this year. There was some other, there's some other, uh, issue going on out there with, okay. uh, so we got it, that way. We've had that plenty of times. That happens all the time. Really? Oh, but, but that will, you know, what happens there is, so if someone thinks you have a, uh, what those guys will do is they won't go, Hey, you know, we have a, a, a patent on that design, so you can't do it. They'll say, no, no, they'll wait. Cause they want you to sell a lot of it first so that they can then come in and, you know, negotiate, try to negotiate. But, but interesting on that, I think your liability is limited when you find out about it. Then at that point you have three times the damage and all that stuff. And, before you know about it, there's a much less liability, right? Yeah, so, there's something like that. But there's also like negotiations for settlements, everything else. So yeah, um, yeah. as you get bigger, you deal with more legal stuff. Um, and uh, again, it's, over the years, we've dealt with the equation. It's yeah, we've dealt with a few. <laughs> uh, you know, as you grow, we had, I mean, whatever, there's, we, there's all sorts of stuff with business. You know, if you're in a partnership with guys, guys in, things can happen. Um, so there's, you know, different things. There's, we had another partner. Um, we have two big uh, cell phone brands. Mm -hmm. One of them was, uh, I think they were about 5 million when we were at like 15, 20 million. And we, we uh, did like an acquisition. They, that partner came aboard, but uh, that partner ended up getting divorced. Uh, and the business was in the wife's name, like his part of the business was mm -hmm. in the wife's name. And so, you know, there had to be you know, an assessment of the business and audits and all this kind of wow. stuff. So, wow. uh, those are all, they're all just, it's part you know, of the game. It's part bro. of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Avoid those things. Yeah. yeah. The biggest thing, like I said, it goes, it kind of ties to that execution thing earlier, but in these businesses, you just have to have the ability to, to uh, not get overwhelmed by problems and understand that you have to keep solving the problems. If you keep solving enough problems, you know, it's like, well, I had one person put it, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you keep solving enough problems, enough to eventually become a millionaire. If you can't solve problems, you can't execute, then you know you're probably not gonna you're not gonna get there, and you you should. Yeah, that's a good point. Stick with the day job. There's nothing you know. Not everyone can do it. Good point. Okay, and then quick question, just as a as a, I wonder what different uh, niches, but typically Amazon private label has pretty high margins. Um, if you could share, like, where is the profit margin of uh, your company? Yeah, yeah. So the profit margin of our company is probably a little lower than um, you know what you hear someone else say. But you know, typically, if we can be at fifteen uh, percent margins as a company, we're we're uh, we're in a good spot. Mm -hmm. I think a couple of years we've had a couple of years, maybe a little. Oh, well, we, back in the early days, we, we were much higher. But um, you know, last several years we've had a couple of years where we were a little bit higher. We've had years where we've been in the single digits. You know, like six seven percent, which isn't mm -hmm. a that's a great year, but it, you know, also it depends what your what your objective well, the, is. So yeah, some what the years, purpose is for that year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may be trying to you know build out the team or invest, so you're willing to take it. But obviously, just like with your product, when you get to like ten percent or less, the problem really is that you're just you know if you do ten percent worse or fifteen percent worse, 
then you're losing money. So yep. you, know, you want to be careful. But you know, yeah, also, yeah. we also have you know more infrastructure. You know, we have good size payroll and teams and everything else. But um, you know, the Amazon business itself. Well, when I say that, or the Amazon, the margins of the business. You know, typically we're you know we want to keep that at you know twenty percent or, or greater. Yep. yep. You know, at a For minimum. The product, and then of course in the payroll and the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that's not bad. I mean, look, Macy's right. Uh, and, and again, I don't know how healthy they are right now as a business, but they have times when it's a 1% margin, 2% margin, 3% margin, sometimes even negative, some of these major companies. So honestly, yep. even out of 15%, that's extremely healthy, right? You still have enough way for your payroll and like something happens and you're still cutting into that. Macy's or something, you're at 1%, something happens, boom, you're just negative. Uh -huh. And so, um, you know, I say we're lucky 15% uh, is, is great. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of, that's a healthy number for us. Like I said, not, we don't, we've gotten there every year and some years we've had, you know, better years and other years, like I said, if you've had lower and, you know, we've had, like I said, just, I remember a few years back we had, uh, we were sued by uh, the state of California for sales tax mm. and we were, um, I think Washington originally before they implemented. So you don't hear about these issues as much now, but you know, back when it was like, you know, who's responsible for yep. the sales tax. And so, you know, we, again, we had to, we settled with them, knocked it out, moved on. We have a process in place. It's not. So it was just like that dug into our bottom line a little bit that year, but it's, but going forward, you know, yeah, it wasn't an issue. You guys so. are still there. Okay. So you've made, you're clearly, you're right. Multimillionaire making a ton of money on Amazon and I don't, and all of a sudden, I don't, I don't know, for me, it was all of a sudden, but you're like, Hey, I'm going to go show people how to, how to sell on Amazon. Um, you know, with AMD insiders. And I don't know exactly your model if you do the course. I know you have a course and coaching or whatnot, but what was the driving force? I mean, clearly you're quote unquote set, right? Like you you got millions of dollars, your company's worth, who knows, maybe a hundred million dollars. Um, why go into this whole brand new thing where mm -hmm. you're starting from zero? What was the purpose behind doing that? Yeah. So I would say, say a couple of things. One, myself, and my, my uh, partner's um, we've, we've launched plenty of businesses and not all of them are successful. So we've, we've launched plenty of things that have not worked out. Mm -hmm. We've launched product lines that have not worked out. Um, my partner, Jason was, I want to say he was almost bored with the Amazon business when we were at like 50 million. He was all about like, we're going to, he launched this biotech company in China and get this <laughs> huge bio val and we're going to sell it on the, it's going to go public in China in, two, in 24 months. I think he lost like five million or bucks on that or something. You know, oh like he, he got taken a little bit on that one. So and so we don't always do deals together. Like sometimes yeah. we have different things. And I have some other Amazon deals with some other, um, you know, basically friends of mine that wanted to get involved. And so we've built some stuff there. Um, but as far as this space, we just thought this was a. This, we saw the market. We were like, it was just we saw the kind of people popping up. We're like, a lot of these guys aren't even like real sellers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we just the nature of the industry. We know it's so we're like, oh. Well, we actually have a real team. We have, we know what we're doing. Uh, we say it's not that we know everything. There's a lot of different angles and products and someone can know a certain hack that we do, but we're like, oh, this is a pretty interesting space. Um, and I have a, a background before Amazon in like the, the for-profit education space and, hmm. and basically coaching and uh, like test prep and things well, like what, that. What, I was were like, you what were you coaching before or teaching before? Uh, so I was like a... a CEO of a language learning company a few years back. I was a I was a chief operating officer of a uh, a tutoring business that uh, a national tutoring business that tutors like a lot of uh, a lot of Asian American families, um, like 
for, you know, SAT prep and, oh, wow. you know, like college. So that model, I, anyways, we're familiar with it. So I was like, um, we're just, it naturally made sense. We're like, Hey, you know, do you think this could be a, uh, you know, we know the knowledge industry is really just like the software space was interesting to us. We didn't pursue that, but we know the knowledge space is really, um, sizable and also the service side, just cause you know, people can, that as far as our AMZ insiders program, people can use our, like our uh, logistics team. Mm-hmm. So we let people plug into some of our team in China and, and, uh, go it. So, um, you know, we've been trying to be responsible with it. We haven't like, you know, gone crazy with the marketing or try to grow it super fast. It's more like, let's see um, what we think of the business. And, you know, we've done pretty well, you know, you make some mistakes and like how to build a, a digital business and what you spend and what the return is just like everything else. So, um, but no, I think we've, we, and we do enjoy it. Like to me, actually the cool thing about it is we were kind of like in the industry, not too many people, lots of times it's not that uncommon to Amazon. There's a lot of people like really didn't know us too well. My Chinese, you know, kind of within the Chinese world, they have their buddies. But like for me, a lot of them, like the closest people I know in the industry now have been because of speaking at some of these events and getting out there and, you know, guys like Dima and David and, you know, I met you at the event. It's like you get out there. And so that's been valuable for us. And it actually has helped our Amazon business too, because mm. things like the, uh, the uh, digital marketing or the influencer marketing approach we started to take, that kind of coincided because we had to learn how to do that for, you know, uh, the, the AMZ insider space. So, so yeah, we've enjoyed it. And for us, it's too, I think it's been good because um, well, we do get people that are like no experience that come with our AMZ Insiders program. Uh, we've had plenty of people that do like maybe a couple million a year or 5 million, but they're, they don't really have a lot of places they can go mm-hmm. that are willing to, to do that. So, so yeah, that's really the, the background. And I, uh, you know, I do enjoy it. So it's been, uh, it's been good and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes growth wise, how, how big we'll grow it. Okay, cool. So, so essentially if I can capture that, so you, you already were in the space of basically teaching, right? And, and you knew a little bit about it and you said, Hey, now we know Amazon, why don't we go into there? And of yeah. course it could be huge, right? I mean, if you look at university and whatnot, like the sort of market share is trillions of dollars or whatnot, like yeah, yeah. hundreds of, I mean, it's humongous learning and you're like, well, why don't we just teach people something valuable? Um, you know, you've seen probably other courses where maybe didn't deliver or whatnot. And, or, or you, you thought you could do it a little bit better. And so you said, Hey, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we have, you have integrity. We're straightforward. We're not going to promise the world. The, the tricky part is the space is that, you know, there are a lot of people that like, you know, that are really aggressive that I think are really full of it. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, you know, we're not to that extent, like, uh, and again, I'm not an expert in this space, but you know, like in that space right now, you know, I'd, I'd say the hot uh, thing I've seen a lot in the past year is the Amazon automation. A lot oh of people God. pushing that stuff, right? Okay. Wait, wait, I, okay. I, you, you must be more familiar with me. I see that and I see like a hundred percent, a thousand percent scam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is no way Amazon automation. It's like, dude, if I could make <laughs> you a business that runs itself and makes even thousands, not even, not, not tens or hundreds of thousands, why would I not do that all day for myself? Yeah, yeah. Have you looked yeah, into yeah. these automations? Like, are any is any of it legit at all? Or, or, or you I don't know? know. I, like, think, I, I think I haven't logged in. I think I'm sure that. some people they balance it, trying to make it a little bit legit. Because my guess is I've seen like uh, those that have like wholesale businesses that maybe they mm. try to tap people into their wholesale business and go, yeah, you're going to get look. But what I, I have a hard time believing, and they position it as like an investment. Oh, you have fifty thousand dollars, and you want 
you know, instead of the stock market getting you 10%, we're going to get you, I don't know what they probably have, 20%. But um, of course, there's risk. I just, I have a hard time believing any of those quote unquote investors are going to be pleased with their decision uh, two years from now and year from now. And so is it- Have like, you met people that have like invested in it and they come to you like a year later, hey, I got this automation. Do you know anybody who put money into there? Uh, not yet. I'm interested because I feel like it's been the past year that I really see that marketed heavily. And so I feel like a lot of people are going to waste a lot of money on that. Um, and I know, you know, people that are pitching this and selling it, they're savvy that they're going to try to create like, like non-disclosures and you can't talk to people about it and blah, blah, blah. But, it, you know, I think it's like the same, your action, same thing to me is like, there's nothing wrong with having like an investment. There are people that are investments in real estate. Yeah, if you're going to buy a piece of the company, for example, you're going to hey, put money company. into a business, right? Yeah. But, um, which is fine. But to like go out and, and position this Amazon business as if it's that, um, just, you know, feels wrong. Feels, so, feels, feels wrong. Feels, feels yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, in some ways, like we're not as, you know, we're not as good as marketers. Like we're not going to, we're not going to stoop to that level. So, and we're not going to market like that. And so some places the, this industry can be tough because people will gravitate towards, yep. you know, yeah, if you go to YouTube. You promise, right? The lot lottery tickets sell more than anything, right? Like yeah. lottery tickets, yeah. people go because you, you know, are you going to make money? No, like absolutely not going to make money. So I, like you said, people will gravitate to like, wow, I just put 10,000 and I'm set, you know, or like I put, you know, anyway, so fine. No, exactly. So yeah, but in YouTube too, people get on, you know, oh, all this the fake guru and all like this money making stuff out there. It's like, well, people watch it. So there's a lot of demand for this kind of yes. garbage, Yes. but um, you know, but that's not us. So, you know, it's like, Hey, we're not going to, we're not going to be competitive. So if the industry requires that, then yeah, then we probably, you know, that's, that's not really our, our fit or niche, but for those that are like, Hey, realize that, you know, these bit like you do, the businesses are not easy and are hard and they're looking for people that are right fit to help them that have experience. Um, and that's not everybody. So, you know, for us, those type of people that find us that are, you know, not looking for the, the Lamborghini uh, videos, yep. but just uh, want kind of the, the, the straight talk, then, you know, we're yeah. good. We're a good fit to help those guys. What, what's interesting is, uh, you know, like uh, Russell Brunson, he talks about like the dream customer and, and I know you follow Russell, you've had click funnels mm -hmm. or whatnot. And like, he's like, look, go find where your dream customers are. Cause it's not going to be that YouTube Lamborghini video, but maybe it's a person who's, finish college and they're like, how do I make side money after finishing college? Cause I can't make any money. Yep. And maybe when they search that, Hey, do good habits, make a product line. All those things we talked about this thing, your course is built about how do I provide value in the product? How do I uh, build a team that's actually workable? And, and you follow those lines and that could be a huge help. And you, if you find that dream customer and they follow you, they're going to make money, which is, it's kind of counterintuitive because although you don't promise you're going to make money, like that's how you will make money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting world because you know I think people are I don't say confused, but most people are just trying to like the Amazon space. Is it legitimate? Is it not legitimate? Is it? It's like I, I that question. Are people like, successful or they're not? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry go but ahead. yeah, but it's like you know you meet people like yourself and other people we know like hey they're successful. Um, yes, I, I won't rehash what I said earlier, but those people I think there's some common traits and commonality around legitimately what it takes to be successful. Um, and then there is, you know, there's a lot of like just noise in the industry of promises and stuff that pull a lot of people in that aren't really, you know, cut out to do it. But if, they, you know, if you are cut out to get after it and you understand and you can learn, you'll see that there's, you know, there's a lot of pretty successful people in the space, yes. you know, as well. Absolutely. And, and that's why, like, don't ask, is it legit? Why don't you ask the question, how do I make it in Amazon? 
And if someone does have that question, of course, you guys are on the podcast. I have tons of free stuff here. And if you have any more interest on, on getting started on Amazon, you do have stuff for, for beginners, right? AMZinsiders.com. Yeah, yeah. So it's AMZinsiders.org. Is, that's, that's I've got it. like the training workshop and check it out. And Or if anyone has, I'm on like Instagram or Facebook. Anyone could just direct message me. Uh, it's no problem oh, dude, either. That's, that's I'm, I'm telling you, you, you want to talk to a, a multimillionaire, $100 million company guy, uh, Jamie Davidson, is that your uh, your handle on Instagram? Yeah, I think it's like Jamie Davidson at AMZ or something like that. Okay, They'll find okay. me. Yeah. So check it out. I mean, guys, where do you get a, an invitation to message a guy directly and get an answer? <laughs> that kind of big status baller right there. So uh, anyway, um, I appreciate it. I mean, we, we, went, we went kind of long in the interview. So uh, I apologize a little bit, but I, you know, always a uh, pleasure speaking with fun. you and, and, and you laying down some of this, this information that people do need to hear, right? It's not all the Lamborghinis. It's just putting in the work. And uh, if there's one takeaway uh, that you would take for somebody who's already on Amazon, uh, you know, just as final words, uh, what, what would you like to, to communicate? Yeah, well, I, would, I would say it kind of talks to the last topic a little bit. I would, I would definitely encourage you to find, you know, find people out there that you can learn from, find people. That doesn't necessarily mean to coach your coaching program, but just surround yourself. Um, if you can get to an event in person or, you know, you can even pull, pull some guys together that you think are similar to you and get together and, and do some, uh, you know, sort because like I said, every, my own experience, you know, our path, which you know, there's a lot to be taken from it, but, you know, every time I see different people and Aaron, if you and I spent in a couple hours together, I guarantee there'd be a bunch of stuff that both of us do that are different. Yep. I'm like, Ooh, we could totally do that. Right. And vice versa. So, you know, I would just encourage you guys in the space, you know, don't keep your head down in the, in the sand, so to speak. And, you know, it's kind of always be learning and, and there's always new stuff, right? Amazon's rolling out new stuff and, you know, just always, you know, we always are trying different things and just encourage you to do that. Brilliant. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for uh, being on the show and uh, see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. 